Hello, I'm Paula Ronan. I've been working in marketing for a very long time at a really wide variety of businesses and I've learned a lot. I know there's always more to learn. Now I want to share with you the truth about marketing. It's not always easy, it's not always glamorous, but we all need to keep finding ways to make sure it is always effective. For this episode, I get to talk to Jack Hart, who runs Hart Outdoor Lighting along with his mother Liz. Jack shares his learnings from taking on the marketing of this well-established and successful family business. Coming from a blue chip background, Jack has created a unique approach, which is proving very effective in promoting the heart brand and driving sales. Let's find out how. So you're very welcome, Jack, and thank you for taking time out to talk to me today and share some of your insights with me and the listeners. Uh, How's business going for you at the moment? Yeah, going very good. As you said, we're a family-run business here still. And we, I suppose, pride ourselves on the quality of the product that we sell and the the output and the finished product that we deliver. And, you know, that sort of stood the test of time to us over the four decades, as you said. I wasn't here for those four decades, but... I was. I definitely know enough about them, but yeah, business is very good. We're we're lucky. We have, I suppose, a, a good brand, um, that's you know taken a long time to build, kind of organically, I suppose. But you know, definitely the the brand that we have and the quality of our product has kind of stood the test of time for us, and hence why we're sort of getting the benefit of the sales now. Fantastic. I know myself when I was working for you. Uh, every time I went traveling around the country I had to stop at every heart lamppost that I saw to take a picture and uh, they really do stand the test of time they look fantastic and um, if you keep an eye out for them you can see them everywhere from Ars Anukteron to Faith Lake House Hotel to you know uh, lovely private domestic houses they're everywhere and they look they look gorgeous even after uh, 30 or 40 years. So Jack you are ex Diageo and uh, the, you went to the Smurfit School of Business, isn't that right? Yeah, that's right. And, uh, <laughs> and when you began, when you came back to Hart to start in your role there, which is a lot, uh, a lot of your role is based on marketing, isn't it? Looking after the marketing of the business. Was there anything about it that surprised you that, you know, when you started there? Yeah, I guess coming from a company like Diageo, which has a lot of structure and layers of bureaucracy and hierarchy, and I suppose the support network that comes with it, going from that environment to an environment where there was no hierarchy or there was structure, but, you know, I was basically starting with a blank canvas, really, a lot of times. Like, we 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 used to joke that, um, in particular with marketing, when we looked at our finances every year, there'll always be a section in the, the balance sheet on marketing. And it was always three digits. It was never over four digits or five digits. So that used to always baffle us, you know, that we wouldn't spend any money on marketing. But, uh, but definitely when you came on board and you got working with Liz, that sort of changed our attitude and changed the focus. And I think that, that sort of kind of, you know, kicked it off, if you like. But then I think, what I, what I suppose what I've tried to bring as much as possible is a bit more structure on it and I think when you're in the business every day and living and breeding the products you, you learn a lot more about how to to market them and how to sell them uh, and from talking to different people you know what their needs are and 
what they're looking for and what questions they, they want answered. And I think, you know, because there was no support network there really, or there was no budget per se, uh, then, you know, uh, as a starting point, I think the fact that I was living and breathing, it made it easier for me to sort of learn on the job, if you like, and realize what, where to spend our money and how to sort of market our products, you know, more than we would have in the past. And so you learned the hard way, you're saying, Jack. <laughs> learned the hard, long way, that long road, exactly. I'm a big believer of learning on the job uh, and sort of, I, won't, I don't want to say winging it, but, you know, being tactical, I suppose, and uh, learn as you go. So I think that's, that's but that, that's probably the, the nature of this business, you know, through the 40 years. Um, any new product we would have launched or any new, you know, business we would have put or dipped our toe in, we always sort of put a feeler out, see how it worked, uh, and then acted on that. And that's sort of been the you know the success of this business really and that's sort of what we've tried and tested method that we're kind of approaching now i i was going to say that uh you know being a small business a small family business without any great structure although it was difficult it probably was a great benefit to you and it allows you to be very agile you know you can try out new things whatever you like yeah. and uh, see how they work and tweak them so uh, that must have been a big a big plus in the end even though maybe it was painful at the time yeah. what do you what would you feel then has been the most effective tool in marketing heart outdoor lighting um i think in terms of tool i think our, the our, our products really are our biggest selling tool in terms of showcasing them uh, and i think we always sort of knew that but I think uh, what's been really successful for us is just putting our message and our voice out on social media. We, I suppose, by our nature, would, would sell, a, you know, our business is sort of split into selling direct to customers and direct to sh uh, lighting stores, say, within Ireland and the UK. And uh, we would have always relied on the stores, really, to sell our products for us. And, you know, we always had a website and presence. Uh, and we did have social media and we did have, you know, posts and, you know, different tactical things. But I think we've really put a structure on what that, what our social presence and online presence is. And we've, you know, that's been a really big help for us over the last year, particularly. I was going to say in a funny way, I was just thinking that it's kind of like taking responsibility for the sales to the end consumer rather than leaving it to the shops, the retailers to do that piece it has probably worked very well for you. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think so. I think that's, we're, we're reaching, we're, we're, our footprint, or I suppose our reach now is a lot greater than it ever was. Um, you know, we've invested in our website. We've, you know, focused on some SEO work, brought in some different marketing initiatives, you know, just got people talking and mentioning us. And that's really benefited us. And as you said, touched on the end consumer more, so, more than we ever have for sure. You've probably learned a lot about your end consumer over the the years since you've been there, have you? Yeah, I, I think uh, we sort of, because you're quick to kind of prejudge what your end consumer wants. And I think until you actually get out and meet them uh, and understand their needs, it's very hard to, to, to grasp exactly what it is. Um, so I, I know that we've 
the service that we provide, you know, the personalization or the customer service, that is huge with our customer base because, you know, they're investing in something uh, greater than, you know, your, your average purchase for a home when they buy our, our products. But by having the service that goes with it, we've really learned that that's key and any sort of issues that need to be resolved, the quicker we resolve them, the greater we'll sort of our reputation holds up. So that's that's definitely what we've learned in terms of, you know, obviously the customer is always one. I know that's sort of really cliche, but for us, that's who gives us the recommendations. That's where, you know, the electricians talk about us. Uh, and that's where we, we know that we can get more sales when we yeah. get it right. Yeah, and brilliant. Congratulations on that. I know from my own experience that your customer service is... Uh, is second to none and it's it's something that can't be easily replicated by any competitors and i know that people who are looking to buy outdoor lights or, or other things in your category usually they're looking at they're comparing you with a, a an importer of the same goods and they don't get anywhere near the same service so fair play to you for that and you just very blithely mentioned there that uh, oh we just get we just get people to mention us and oh we just get people to share on social media and things like that and was it really that easy Jack to get that going? <laughs> <laughs> Tell the truth you, now. <laughs> you uh, you for one know know what it's like. Yeah, I th- I think at the end of the day, yeah, you do have to coax people and simple thing like a, a review online goes such a long way to to helping your brand um so you do yeah yeah you do have to work hard at it. i think it's easy to kind of to put it to one side and say that it's you know it's great that people do it but you, you do have to work hard at it and we can always do better on it but um you're really your 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 best advertisement is the customers you you've sold to and and if they are happy with the service and can turn around to their peer or to a friend or whatever and say look these guys are good go with them i think that's as good a recommendation as anything that we can go on so uh the more that we can promote that and try and get people to talk about us the better for sure and and i'd say um i would feel that it's unusual for a business to have the one of the owner managers one of the directors uh on social media and talking to them directly there and a fair play to you for doing that and spending the time and effort in building that up i think that that's a remarkable achievement and uh it's an oddity, actually, in my experience, that you stuck with it. I know that plenty of other um, business owners start off because they believe the hype that social media is so easy. It's quick. It's free. You know, it'll deliver loads of sales. But when you actually get down and dirty into it, it can be a bit of a nightmare, can't it? Yeah, I think... I definitely took it for granted in a lot of ways because I see these so-called influencers and, you know, self-proclaimed, you know, brand influencer, whatever you want to call them. But um, I really saw the impact of it with one particular customer we had. She's she's very prominent on, on Instagram in particular and had a, you know, I think over 100,000 followers. I'm not sure how many she has now. But she she bought our products and, you know, we didn't, there was no gift or anything involved. Uh, and she talked about the service and the quality of the product and, and spoke about it. And 
honestly, I, I just could not believe the amount of people that actually bought into what she was saying and saw the, the impact, I suppose, of the photos and the amount of business that we actually got from that was, was phenomenal. And, and that, that was the sort of, oh, Jesus moment for me, because up to that point, I thought these influencers were, you know, they were obviously doing a job, but were sort of not really um, kind of honest individuals or whatever. I know that's kind of painting a lot of big brush, but but I, I think my whole concept of how that side of marketing works really changed my mind with this one particular influencer. Isn't that fantastic? But that's uh, to do as well, you know, in ter- with the um, genuine quality of your products and and the efforts that you're making on social media. And those things come together to actually make somebody genuinely recommend you online. You know, that, yeah. that can't be simply bought, I don't think. No, no. And it was worth it was worth so much to us and still is even. And it sort of made us relook at how we interact with those people, even online, you know. Uh, and I think that's it was a good it was a good lesson. But I, and obviously, when lockdown, we were in restrictions. Uh, a lot more people are spending time online and on their phone. As a result, I think we kind of got it. We kind of got in on the crest of the wave at the right time. So we ended up getting quite a good few followers from it. But it, it's it's definitely something that I, we took for granted before before we started put a real focus on our social media. And um, Jack, just something I was thinking about before our uh, our interview here today, our little chat uh, was I was just looking back over Amazon and wondering now how you feel about that. I know that I was talking to you a few years ago about the rise and rise of Amazon in Ireland as well as in other countries. Uh, in terms of all kinds of different products, but including your products, lighting. And you gave it a good shot in terms of listing the product there. Uh, It was very complicated. In fact, I was very surprised at how complicated the process was. How is that going now? Is it something that is still continuing or is it something that you've parked and are going to review in the future? Yeah, I think, it, it was it was definitely a good learning curve from us. We, we're, we're still listed on Amazon and we listed on eBay as well. I think the the concept, the whole e-commerce side of things and digital marketing, you know, that's that is the future. There's no doubt. I think the likes of Amazon, it it has definitely has its place. And I think what a, the biggest learning curve was how saturated the market is in terms of everything every type of product unfortunately just because our products are a little bit higher priced we're competing against sort of lower end products at a cheaper price and it's very difficult one our biggest learning was learning was how difficult it is to stand out against the crowd when you're a higher end product online particularly on on a marketplace like amazon because there is so much choice and so many different versions of of different things that you know i think the the customer there, there is a customer there definitely in amazon for us uh it's just it's very hard to get in front of them because uh, the more you sell on amazon the higher you go up the pages so because we're on the higher end we don't we we sold a, a bit of stuff i wouldn't say anything to worth shouting about but it's uh it, it was definitely a learning curve and i think what it's made us realize is that when we can get on the specialist 
e-commerce platforms or marketplaces, that's when we get our success. So we're on, a, on a, a, an English website that is sort of Victorian era, Victorian era kind of products for sale, everything from radiators to lighting to, you know, door handles. And, and, and our products fit perfectly in there. And we've been really successful selling our products through that, that realm because you have the customer going on looking for that specific product and they're willing to pay that little bit more. Um, and it's not, it's not as hard to stand out uh, in that realm. So I think uh, that whole, the kind of learning over the last year has been, you know, get, it's like, it's like everything. It's like selling in a shop, you know, make sure your product is in the right place um, and, and selling at the right price and you'll you'll be successful so i think amazon it was definitely a learning curve and we will still list there Uh, i don't think it's going to break any ground breaking numbers but it's sort of important for us to show up in these locations i suppose into the future yeah i mean that that's really interesting amazon is certainly not going any place but maybe it'll evolve maybe it'll have a specialist uh, section for you if they you know other um producers may be experiencing the same issues as you have been um so then i just wanted to know i'm reading through my questions here jack yeah no worries (laughs) what you were saying uh uh if you had your time again from the start what would you change um that's a good one i think if if we just if we looked at say the e-commerce side of things, even I suppose when we're on that, uh, if we were to change, if I was to change that again, I think I would change our approach slightly. I think I would put a bit more focus on other marketplace types rather than Amazon and eBay. And I think, I think from our social media stuff, I changed very little. I think the one thing that sort of we're missing and it's always the case, and I know you hammered home this with us a bit is, is the video. So, so, with the digital age, you need to you need to you need to have a lot more video content uh, on your on your social channels. So it's something we're 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 doing at the minute, but it's just keep it relevant. Is takes a lot of work. So I think that's that was the one thing I'd spend a bit more time on probably video and and the creation of video for use online. Which well, sure, there's still time, Jack. <laughs> there always is. Uh, oh, well done. And then uh, just finally. Uh, what's your vision for Heart Outdoor Lighting over the next few years? Yeah, so I think we want to want to create the Heart brand as a European brand. So we're currently selling to Ireland, UK, and we've done a little bit to mainland Europe. Uh, and we're lucky enough we sold a bit to America and Australia. But I think if we could establish ourselves as a as a brand within the European market, you know, France, Germany, the main the big countries, if we could get some presence over there, I think that would be our goal. So in the next sort of year, we're going to be exhibiting in Paris at a trade show with in conjunction with Design and Crafts Council of Ireland. So once we do that, hopefully that will be a kickoff for bigger things to come. Yeah, it sounds like that could be a real game cha- changer. Um, I'm mad jealous of you going off to Paris. If you if you need somebody to hang up bunting yeah. or that yeah give me a shout you're on the list (laughs) (laughs) well listen thank you very much jack for taking time out Uh, i know you're very busy there and uh, i appreciate you sharing your your insights and your experience uh with us 
and uh, best of luck for the rest of the year and for Paris next year. Thanks a million. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to the talented and bright Jack Hart, taking us back to the basics of making sure that customer service is always a priority and adding the focus on social media and working with influencers. That can be a lot of work, but can deliver very positive results. Thanks for listening, and I hope to welcome you again next time for more Truth About Marketing.